friends and welcome to WDW Radio Live. I am Lou Mangiello and this once again is the WDW newscast for Wednesday, October 29th, 2014. I am here this and every week at 7:30 p.m. Eastern at WDW Radio Live to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience, bring you a little bit of Disney news and some Disney magic wherever you are with this live broadcast, my podcast, videos, blog, newsletter, app for your mobile device, discussion forums, pictures, lots more. You can find everything over at wdwradio.com, including my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World. Big thanks to all of you who have purchased the book and rated and reviewed it over in, in uh, not iTunes, but in Amazon. I really do appreciate it. And I want to thank also, once again, the Swan and Dolphin. It, it Christmas is coming early this year because this weekend, once again, Friday, October 31st, and Saturday, November 1st, from 5.30 to 9 p.m., the fifth annual, count them five kids, Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic with seminars, unlimited food. Let me say that again. Unlimited food and beverage samples, live entertainment, great packages. It is an amazing night or a fun-filled weekend. I had a chance to sample some of it today ridiculously good food. It is one of my favorite events. It's a hidden treasure every year. I'm going Saturday night. Are you? Hopefully I'll see you there. For more information, visit swanandolphin.com. Hashtag swandolphinclassic. All right, so tonight we've got uh, we've got a lot of news to talk about tonight all over the place. Um, some things coming, some things going. It'll be interesting to see your comments in the chat room or if you're listening or watching either on the website or over at YouTube. So let's start over first with Disney's Photo Pass because Disney's Photo Pass is now going to make it even easier, if you can believe it, to collect your photo and video memories. Because starting now, if you're wearing an active magic band on certain Walt Disney World Resort attractions, your photos are now automatically going to be associated to your My Disney Experience account. You don't have to do anything. In fact, if you've worn the magic band on one of those attractions in the last 45 days, that photo should be in your account right now. And if you don't have a magic band, that's cool because now they just turned on new touch points at uh, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, Space Mountain, and Splash Mountain. So after the ride, you find your photo on the preview wall, touch your park ticket to the memory or, or, or memory maker card to the touch point, and they'll associate your photo with your account. They're also going to be putting them in the other four other parks by mid-November. And starting soon, if you're wearing an active magic band. Attraction videos are now going to be associated to your account as well. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Again, if you've ridden those attractions in the past 45 days, that video should be in your account soon. Don't forget, too, your photos and videos expire 45 days after they're taken. So make sure you log in, check them, download them, do whatever you want to do with them in your uh, Disney Photo Pass account before they expire. So... Uh, let's see, on just a couple of days ago, the Disney Parks blog reported, and they introduced, actually, in the Magic Kingdom, the brand new Move It, Shake It, Dance It, and Play It street party, which is has new original music like Party Up as it moves up Main Street towards Cinderella Castle. There's also, you can now vote on the music playlist in real time for the next song, and you can also integrate social media like Instagram and Twitter photos by party visitors that are used during the big finale it is uh, it obviously replaced the Move It, Shake It, Celebrated Street Party 
It takes place multiple times a day through Main Street USA, so make sure you check your times guide when you get to the parks. Disney also announced, sticking in the general parks theme, that they are taking the glow with the show ears to the next level because they are going to enhance an experience for something now known as Made with Magic. And the new Made with Magic shows are going to continue to have the glowing ear hats. They're going to change color to music and fireworks like over at Wishes or Illuminations. But now there's also going to be new merchandise on the shelves as well, including a mini headband, a Mickey Mouse glove, and a magical wand. Each costs $25, and they will debut in November 2014. So, as always, you get some new things in, some old things have to go out. Let's have a moment of silence for my friend and yours, legendary Captain Jack Sparrow, because his attraction, the legend of Captain Jack Sparrow, closes permanently in just a few days on November 6th over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Disney has not announced what may be taking the place of this attraction, which opened back in December 2012 as a replacement for the journey into Narnia Prince Caspian attraction. I will tell you, I saw this attraction a few times. It was basically a, a show that you went into that sort of took place around you. What impressed me most was not necessarily the show and the story itself, but the technology. Because the projection of what you thought was an animatronic Johnny Depp was in fact a digital projection really sort of showcasing what I think we may end up seeing in future attractions or maybe queues because it was incredibly realistic and lifelike. And if you would have sort of been able to get up close to it, you would have almost believed that he was standing right in the room. I sort of looked at this attraction less about the attraction itself and more as a, uh, a field test for that technology. So if you love Johnny Depp, and really, who doesn't, go and check out The Legend of Captain Jack Sparrow uh, because it does close on November 6th. All right, as, as sad as it is to see things go, I love, I take the glasses off for effect, I love when new things come to the park and resort, especially when it's about food, and now we have not one, but two new dining experiences confirmed for Disney Springs in 2015 because it was just announced on the Disney Parks blog that Chef Masaharu Marimoto, who you may know from such shows as Iron Chef America, is opening a one-of-a-kind dining experience right in the heart of Disney Springs. It's going to be called Morimoto Asia, and it's going to be the Master Chef's first-ever pan-Asian restaurant featuring flavors from across the continent. It's going to have unique ex exhibition kitchens showcasing traditions like Peking duck carving and dim sum. It's going to be a two-story restaurant Scheduled to open in summer of 2015 in the landing, which to sort of give you a sense of where the landing is, that is where Pleasure Island currently formerly was in Disney Springs. Uh, it's also going to feature waterside seating, terraces, a grand hall, and a cocktail lounge. I love, love Pan-Asian cuisine. I am so very excited for this coming to Disney Springs. And I love, again, it's all about the water features and the waterside dining and the lounge, I have a feeling I'll be visiting Morimoto Asia a lot, as in daily, weekly, frequently. Uh, speaking of a new dining experience and integrating the water, the Boathouse was also just announced for the landing in Disney Springs. This is going to be an upscale waterfront dining experience. It really is going to immerse guests on land and on the water with not just great food, but live music, floating artwork, 
dreamboats from the 30, 40, 30s, 40s, and 50s, guided tours aboard the captain's piloted 40-foot Italian water taxi, champagne, chocolate-covered strawberries, and for car rides that launch from the land, enter the water, and take guests on a 20-minute tour of the landmarks of Disney Springs. Now, if this sounds like something, uh, a kind of concept you've heard of before, it is brought to you by Steve Shushler, Steve Shushler, say that 10 times fast, who brought us Rainforest Cafe, T-Rex, and Yak and Yeti. So this experience is going to really be showcased in a very big, very expansive restaurant with three distinctive bars, including the Captain's Raw Bar, the Admiral's Club Bar, and the Dock Bar, which is going to be built over the water. There's going to be other nautically-themed rooms like the Runabout, Twin Transoms, and the Lake House. There's also going to be two private dining rooms for special events, the Regatta and the Trophy Room. The Harbor Master is also going to orchestrate daily flag ceremonies, live musical performances of bugle songs performed aboard a classic 1800s antique steamboat, lots of nautical items, engraved paddles, lake-themed merchandise, and other items going to be available in the ship store. This is going to open in spring 2015, and get this, I love this, the gourmet menu is going to be served until 2 a.m. daily, right? A lot of restaurants close 11, 12 o'clock, open till 2 a.m., steaks, chops, seafood, and oh, how much I love and anticipate the raw bar. But what I like about this and what intrigues me about this, believe it or not, is not just the food, but this really is, and I know I use this term a lot, it is a dining experience, right? Because it's not just about the food and sort of dining over the water. There's the things that you're going to be able to do on and around the water. So a number of months ago, I saw and had pictures sent to me of these cars that were driving on the water. They looked like cars from the 40s or 50s, like old Woody station wagons and convertibles, driving in the water. So these boats shaped like cars, not knowing what they were obviously being tested for. Now we can see that. Additionally, there's going to be a 40-foot Italian water taxi, those amphi cars, a 20-minute tour of the landmarks of Disney Springs, so it's really going to integrate the story of Disney Springs. You're going to have that 1800s antique steamboat. I love this concept. I love what Steve Shustler does, not just his great entrepreneurial story, but the way he tells stories in his restaurants. I think this is going to be a really huge draw, and I like the fact, too, that there are a lot of different rooms, a lot of different experiences you can have there, including things like private dining rooms for special events, Say, for example, a WW Radio get-together, which we definitely have to make happen. Again, that's going to open up in the spring. Very, very excited to see what the boathouse is going to look like. Speaking of boats, nice transition, Lou Mangiello. Uh, Disney Cruise Line just announced new ports and itineraries for early 2016, including two popular Caribbean or Caribbean destinations, Tortola, British Virgin Islands, and Martinique. So that's going to add to... Um, places like San Juan, Puerto Rico, Martinique, Tortola, Castaway Key. Uh, there's also going to be stops in, there's also going to be uh, sailing from Port Canaveral and Miami to and the Bahamas as well, uh, to the Bahamas and the Caribbeans. All of them obviously include a stop at Disney's private island, which is Castaway Key, which is my favorite thing. And finally, let's talk about the giant blue elephant in the room because after years and years and years of rumors and speculation, Disney confirmed this week that the Sorcerer Mickey hat in Disney's Hollywood Studios will be removed sometime in 2015, according to the Orlando Sentinel. 
I'm going to pause to hear either the boos or the cheers because once again, uh, news comes out and it sometimes uh, slices the the um, it slices the audience right down the middle. Uh, Disney has decided to reimagine the area in front of the Chinese theater on Hollywood Boulevard and remove the 122-foot hat that has stood as the park's official icon since 2001. Now, Disney did not release the exact time frame for the, for the removal or what is going to happen in that area, maybe bring back that original biggest hidden Mickey on property. Again, online, uh, if you sort of watch the Twitter and the Facebook and everything else, it seems to almost be split right down the middle. Some people don't remember the studios without the hat, while others definitely look forward to that view down Hollywood Boulevard, seeing the Chinese theater the way they remember seeing it back in 1989. Um, I've um, I've been sent links to things, and I've seen blogs, and it's interesting the dynamic because some people are complaining that the hat sort of it ruined their childhood memories of the theater and Hollywood studios or the fact that the removal is now ruining their childhood memories of always seeing it there. Uh, I think we have to remember why it was put there in the first place. It is not because of the legal reasons and and the licensing rights. Yes, there there were some intellectual property issues in in terms of ownership, but remember, this hat was put there as part of a celebration, right? It was part of the celebration of the 100 Years of Magic event back in 2001. So Spaceship Earth, if you remember, got the Sorcerer Mickey hand and wand. MGM Studios got the hand and hat. So in 2007, the wand went away when Siemens took over the sponsorship of Spaceship Earth. 2015, the hand, the hat is being taken down and possibly moved. You know, we don't know if it's going to be disassembled or moved. Um, remember, too, it's also the not the only location throughout the Disney parks in the Disney Company where the Sorcerer hat is used. You know, it is very much an iconic element. Love it or not, it is an iconic element of the park. So it's used over the, the Walt Disney Feature Animation Building on the Disney Movie Lot. Actually, it's the, uh, the bottom part is sort of the entrance. And at one point, Roy Disney had his office higher up there. It's used at the Art of Disney, Disney Animation Building in Walt Disney Studios Paris. And over in Disneyland, it's also the entrance to the Disneyland Hotel. So personally, um, I sort of, I've always enjoyed because I was a, you know, 1989 frequent visitor to Disney MGM Studios. I, I loved that view of the park and the Chinese theater at the end. Um, you know, when the hat was introduced... I got used to it. Um, I never really got as upset as some other people. Um, I did feel as though it changed the feeling of the park a little bit. But again, the feeling of the park has gone through its transformation from that original concept and the mission over the years, like many of the other parks have as well. It is no longer that functioning studio. It has sort of gotten away from that Hollywood that never was of the 30s and 40s. Um, I think this is part of what I anticipate to be a major shift coming to the studios or whatever it may end up being called. But keep in mind, too, and I am purely playing devil's advocate here. So remember, too, for some people, that is what their recognizable icon is of the park. It's Cinderella Castle, it's Spaceship Earth, it's the Tree of Life, and it's the Sorcerer Mickey hat. That, for them, is the icon of the park. And to a certain degree, again, if we're being objective about it, it makes more sense having a Disney icon like a Sorcerer Mickey hat being the icon of a park 
rather than somebody else's theater. But again, I'm I'm okay with the hat being removed. I actually, I hope that the, the hat isn't removed completely. What I think makes more sense is put it in the front of the park by one of the planners, either in the, in, in the middle or off to the side. Keep that hat sort of as the park, but it doesn't have to be there in front of that theater and get that view back. Um, you know, that being said, I'd love to see the studios go back to being a studios, but I understand the business of business and why things happen the way they do. But as always, I want to hear you. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your thoughts about the hat, the theater. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you not care? Is it okay either way? It is what it is, uh, and I'm okay with that. I would love for you to either tweet me, 140 characters or less, at Lou Mangiello, facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello, or if you're watching the video on YouTube, leave a response in the comments below, or you can also come to www.radio.com, or better yet, call the voicemail. Be passionate, man. Let me hear your story. 407-900-9391. Tell me your story. What do you think about the hat being removed from Disney's Hollywood Studios? Don't forget, too, um, in addition to hearing from you and connecting with you guys online, I, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So hopefully you can come by our next meet of the month, which is next Saturday, November 8th, the morning of the food and wine, wine and dine race later on that night. We're going to meet at 1130 a.m. at La Cantina in Mexico in the outdoor seating area. And if that isn't enough and you can't get out to Walt Disney World, that's okay. Come out to Disneyland the following weekend for the Avengers Half Marathon. We will be having a meetup at the Cozy Cone Motel because food tastes better in a cone and when it's shared with your friends. We're going to meet at the Cozy Cone Motel at uh, 11.30 a.m. Um, for fun and friends and food in a cone. And then hopefully I'll see some of you guys at the Avengers 5K and or half marathon later that day. Uh, and hopefully, again, I'll see some of you guys this weekend. Saturday, again, I'll be at the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. If you've never been before and you're a foodie like me, you've got to go, really. You're, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. And if you can't, that's okay. Come back next Wednesday and every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, right here at WDW Radio Live. And do me a favor, help spread the word. Tell your friends Invite them along as well. Thank you guys so very much for watching. I really do appreciate it. So until next time, have a great week, everybody. See ya.